is it time to take a look at your ikigai? And I hear you say my icky what? Well, that's the subject of today's 22 Plus Why podcast. My name's Stephen Hooper, and this is a 22plusy.com podcast. And today we're going to have a look at a philosophy from Japan known as Ikigai. Might sound a bit odd, but bear with me. I think you'll find this interesting. So Ikigai was something that was developed originally in Japan in the Edo period, which is 1603 to 1868. It was initially associated with the traditional arts and crafts of Japan of the time. Over time, the meaning of ikigai has evolved. It now encompasses a holistic approach to life, and it's been influenced by some of the great Japanese philosophers and thinkers and the samurai class. Later, in the 20th century, the concept of ikigai gained a much wider recognition, thanks in part to the work of a psychiatrist and philosopher, Dr. Mitsuhiro Yashimoto, who popularised the term in his writings and lectures. I've actually read one of Dr. Yashimoto's books. Very, very interesting. And in those, he emphasises the importance of finding one's purpose in life and aligning one's work, our, our way of living, to match that purpose. So, ikigai is a lovely word. It sounds lovely. But what it's talking about is, what's your purpose in life? What is it in life that makes you tick? And how can you use your purpose to live a fulfilling life? That's basically ikigai. Following the work from Dr. Yoshimoto, ikigai has now become a popular topic around the world. And its influence can be seen in fields ranging from business, entrepreneurship, personal development, and even spirituality. So what is it? Well, the core principles of Ikigai, despite having evolved over the last 500 years, it's the importance of finding the meaning and purpose in life. What makes us tick? Why are we here? Why are we doing what we do? And this doesn't have to be a spiritual thing. It doesn't have to be a religious thing. We all have something that makes us tick. And it's discovering what that is and how we can benefit and utilise it. Then to find the value of aligning our work, what pays our bills, what keeps us going in the 21st century, with that purpose in life that we found when we, when we actually looked at what it is that makes us tick. And then looking at the benefits of living a balanced life, a fulfilling life, where we are able to live in the 21st century, which involves, in most people's terms, working, earning money to pay for the lives we have, while staying in contact with what makes us tick. Fundamentally, that's ikigai. So if we look at living an ikigai-centred life, what can it do for us? Well, first of all, it can increase our happiness. 
If we're happy doing what we do day in, day out, as opposed to being miserable doing what we do day in, day out, we're going to be happier people. We will feel more fulfilled. We will feel like we have a sense of purpose. And a lot of people today struggle with their sense of purpose. Let's put another term on it, their self-worth. Now, this is something that a lot of men suffer with. I know this from the time I spend talking to other guys, and I spend a lot of time talking to other guys about how they're feeling, how I'm feeling, and just trying to make sense of why am I here? What am I doing? Why am I carrying on? There is a very serious situation around at the moment where every two hours somebody in the UK, a man in the UK, takes his own life. And a lot of times it's because he doesn't understand what his purpose is, the fact that he is valued, the fact that his life means something. If these people could understand the concept of this is what makes me tick, if I can do this all day, I'm going to be happy, I'm going to feel fulfilled. I will be contributing to life. I have value, I have worth. So that's really why it is that I'm bringing Ikigai to the surface within 22plusy.com because I know that a lot of men really struggle with self-worth. So living an Ikigai-centered life can give you that sense of worth, sense of meaning to your life. By focusing on what you love, what you're good at, and what the world needs, and of course what you can be paid for, you can find a sense of balance and meaning in your life. Let's say you're doing a job which brings you misery every day. You don't want to do it. You, you, you just don't want to go and do whatever it is you do every day, but you do it because you've got to pay the bills. Now let's say you love books, okay? Let's say you're an avid reader and you love the concept of books. Personally, I find the fact that somebody can write down their thoughts, be it in, in a novel or a factual book, the fact that somebody can take the time to write down their thoughts and it's there for everybody to read. I find that truly amazing. I, try, I find it truly incredible that we have this ability to take our thoughts and put them into scrawlings on a piece of paper, shapes on a piece of paper, that can communicate all of those feelings to a complete stranger. I find the concept of books truly amazing. So let's say you appreciate books, you like reading books, but you're doing a mundane, miserable job. Well, how about retraining and becoming a librarian or working in a bookshop or becoming a writer or finding a job at a publisher's there's nothing wrong with changing everything you do provided you're doing it to be happy to be fulfilled you have a sense of purpose and you can still live in the 21st century by paying your way contributing to society that's what you can get out of taking the time to understand Ikigai. An Ikigai-centered life can also lead to greater productivity and creativity. If you're already doing something you like, if you then take the time to recognize just how important that is to you, your purpose, 
then your productivity will increase, your creativity will develop. You'll probably find that you get an improved mental health and as a side benefit of that, an improved physical health. Got to be worth thinking about. Now we get a little bit hippie with some of the terms. If you live in alignment with your ikigai, basically in harmony with your purpose, you're more likely to feel energized, motivated and fulfilled in your work and in your personal life. If you can do what it is that makes you tick, you're going to feel like you've got a purpose. You're going to feel more fulfilled. Ultimately, if you live an ikigai-centered life, it can help you live a more purposeful and fulfilling life. And in turn, you'll be motivated and much more likely to be able to make a positive impact on the world around you. And if you can see that you're having a positive impact in the world around you, you know that you have value, you have worth. How can you not? So let's take a look at some practical people from the UK who have found their ikigai, for example, some people you would have heard of. How about Sir David Attenborough, a naturalist, broadcaster? His ikigai is quite clearly sharing his love of nature with the world, educating people about the things that he loves, the nature in the world. You only have to listen to him for a short while to realise just how connected he is with the subject that he talks about. And his work, his documentaries, his books, have inspired millions of people to appreciate the beauty and the fragility of the natural world. So, not only does he live a life where he's doing what makes him tick, what makes him feel good, he's making a living out of it, quite clearly, but he's changed the world as well. If ever there was somebody whose sense of purpose has been achieved, it has to be Sir David Attenborough in the way that he's communicated and passed on his knowledge and experience to so many people such that they now appreciate the natural world as he does. That's an amazing connection to have. Now, we can't all be Sir David Attenborough. He is certainly unique. But let's look at another area. You've almost certainly heard of Jamie Oliver. Jamie Oliver is a chef, a restaurateur. But if we look at what his ikigai is, yes, he has a passion for food. He has a passion for healthy food and for teaching people. But let's look at what he did for children, school children. He blew up the whole school dinner catering industry over... I believe they were called turkey twizzlers or something like this. He just said, look, the kids have got to eat healthily if they're to develop. And when we get old, we're going to rely on these kids because they're going to be the ones that are running the world. They need to be healthy. And for that, they need to have a healthy diet. And not only did he manage to change the whole school dinner regime, if you like, to change the way that people looked at this and Nutrition was reintroduced in the 2000s. 
because largely his work and bringing things to the public domain, he's also inspired people to take an active role in their own nutrition. I didn't know that these Twizzlers were highly processed and had a lot of ingredients that were really not of any benefit to people. But once I started to learn about this, I started to take an interest in what was actually in the food that I was eating. And a lot of other people did the same thing. So Jamie Oliver, not only did he do something great for the school children and turned the whole school dinner thing on its head, but he also came into contact, his ideas came into contact and changed the way other people in the world did things in their own lives. That's an amazing achievement. Let's have another look at something we're coming away from the commercial side of things. One of our greatest Olympic athletes, Dame Kelly Holmes, an amazing woman. Her ikigai was not just in the sport that she was doing, but in communicating her passion for the work that she was doing and to be able to mentor and support young people to have the same drive that she has. It's not necessarily about sport, it's about the drive and the resilience and the perseverance to get what you want out of life, what you need out of life. And Dame Kelly Holmes has done amazing work for the young people in our society. Her ikigai was the passion for the sport. It was the passion for communicating the importance of perseverance and determination and resilience. And the result of that, first of all, she's been able to make a living out of it, so you can pay your way in the 21st century. But secondly, she's made an impact. She's had an impact. She's made a difference to people's lives. That's Ikigai. So let's have a look at maybe some tips to finding your Ikigai. First of all, you need to explore your interests and your passions. Think about the things that make you feel most alive and engaged with the world, with your life. It might be a sport, it might be cooking, it might be teaching, it might be writing, it may be making podcasts, who knows. It could be a hobby, it could be a kind of job, a form of work. Or it could be a cause that you care deeply about. It could be something like a a breast cancer charity. Something that's close to your heart. Maybe you lost somebody through cancer. Maybe you'd like to find a way of helping address the fears of cancer or the medical side of cancer. Things that really fire you up inside. It might be injustice. Maybe you want to, you, you, you feel passionate about injustice or human rights, something like this. These can all be indicators as to where your ikigai lives, where your ikigai sits in your life. Consider your own values. Think about how your values align with your beliefs, because they don't necessarily match up. So consider your own values against your interests and passions and fire. 
Then think about your strengths and your talents. Things that you're good at without really trying very hard. Let's say that you are a very adept sketch artist, for example. Something that comes to you quite naturally, your hand-eye coordination works very well, and you can sketch, or you can write, or you can solve problems. Maybe you look at a mechanical device and think, I can make this work better by doing X, Y, Z. Things that just work for you in your head. Things that come relatively natural to you. And how might these things, these skills, these strengths, these talents that you have, because we all have them and we're all different, how might they make a difference in the world around you? How might being able to express something in beautiful language inspire somebody else, make a difference to the world? Because very often, finding your own ikigai, your own purpose, involves using those talents that you have to contribute to something that's much bigger than yourself. We go back to Sir David Attenborough. His talent was in understanding the world, the natural world. But he also had an amazing talent of being able to communicate that. And that's become much bigger than just Sir David Attenborough. Much, much bigger. And now you start to bring in your reason for being, your purpose in life, with your talents, which enable you to exploit your talents, your capabilities, to the point where you can actually make a living from it, and you can make a difference. And then ask yourself some meaningful questions. What brings me joy? This is, you know, when Mikey Guy might be listening to certain types of music, but what brings me joy? What is it that I really enjoy from these things that are around me that I do? What am I good at? We're all good at something. We're all better than the next person at one particular thing because everybody is different. And what impact would I like to make on the world? All of these can help you to clarify your values and priorities. It may be that you have passion and a talent, but it might need to be developed. So try some new things. Maybe there's a variation on what it is that you do. Take some classes. Volunteer. If there's a cause that you're passionate about, let's take breast cancer again. Volunteer. There's a thousand and one ways you can volunteer for various things that people are passionate about. Maybe try a new hobby. Maybe that will give you the fire that you need to be able to take things further. Very often you have to learn about yourself by stepping out of your comfort zone. And by doing this, it can help you discover new passions, new interests, and maybe find your ikigai. Reflect on the experiences you've had in life. Think about moments in your life when you felt most fulfilled and purposeful, when you felt like you've really achieved something, you've done something meaningful. What was it about those experiences that made them so meaningful? Think about it, really think about it. What was it that you did that made it so important, meaningful, fulfilling and purposeful to you? 
reflecting on the experiences you've had and identify patterns within those experiences can point you towards your Ikigai. Another way to do this is to keep a journal. I started journaling a few months ago and it's amazing when I look back and I can see patterns in my thoughts. I see something in me that I didn't see before. It wasn't so obvious because everything in life is fleeting. Everything is now. We only have now. And if you can't remember how now was in a little while's time, you can't see patterns. But if you write it down in a journal, you can look at your journal and see patterns that you otherwise wouldn't miss. See things that link together. And with those, maybe it can point you towards your Ikigai. So remember that finding your Ikigai is a journey. It's not a destination. You're continually evolving with this and developing it. And it might take time and reflection to discover what truly brings you a sense of purpose and fulfillment. But be patient with yourself, be kind to yourself, and trust that those answers will come with time and introspection. It's there. We all have this innate talent, skill, ability for something. You might be a latent potter. You might be somebody who can make the most wonderful teapots. But you don't know. But you have a hand-eye coordination that maybe with a bit of development can become something of beauty and of value to other people. That's Ikigai. In fact, that's where it came from, from those early days of crafts. I hope you found this podcast helpful. If you did, please like, share, subscribe, all those great things. Tell your mates. My name's Stephen Hooper, and this has been a podcast from 22plusy.com. Have a great day. Bye.